0: welcome back to the wind daily podcast for today it is september 11th 2019 very special day of memory so uh one of, you know our hearts and our prayers goes out to all the families uh of everybody who was affected uh, all those years ago and uh but we're going to talk about daily fantasy sports Today, and uh, here to do that with me is uh, Jerry Colvin. I am Scott Engel. I am the King. I am Fantasy here with the real Jerry Colvin. Jerry, as we get ready for week two here in Fantasy Football.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I can't wait. It was a
1: great week one. I certainly uh, had some exciting games.
0: Yeah, we saw like four rookie wide receivers like really go off in, in Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, Uh, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf but it's generally it's really hard to trust rookie wide receivers I mean Calvin Ridley was the only guy that really did anything of note last year and uh, you know he did have 10 touchdowns 64 catches over 800 yards but uh, everybody else uh, really didn't contribute a whole lot and Ridley was inconsistent himself so you can't really overreact to what you saw in week one
1: yeah, for me the highlight of Week One was watching Sammy Watkins go off. Really? Why did you have some because of your I, lineups? Yeah, I played a lot of Sammy Watkins this week. He just fell into my available price in a lot of my lineups, and uh, you know, I, I I took a lot of shots on him last year with uh, no success. So it was nice to finally get a little cash windfall from Sammy. Are you
0: going after any of these rookies or John Ross, who had a beer of really big? Uh, really big opener at Seattle in your seasonal leagues, or you're just going to play wait, and see, or let somebody else get them. You know, what's your strategy about rookies or, you know, unproven players like John Ross, who went off in week one, what's your seasonal approach to that? My seasonal
1: approach really kind of falls around your league guidelines. I mean, uh, if you're playing in a salary format, we are doing like a uh, bids, then I, I'd be willing to throw some money down, especially, especially if you have any questionable RBs or you're lacking in that area. In seasonal leagues, like uh, the more standard leagues where you go by a waiver order, my philosophy in football is if I don't actually need it and all my players are healthy after the week is over, then I don't like to burn my waiver spot. You know, it's just uh, you never know when you actually might really need something to come in handy, and it's better to have the number one waiver spot when that happens than to be sitting down the pack because you made a bunch of moves too early.
0: Yeah, you know, looking at the fab on these guys, uh you know, Marquise Brown has a real opportunity to step in right away because Lamar Jackson needs weapons. But he's going to be Boomer Buzz. But if I I was going on the waiver wire, I'd probably prioritize him first. I'd go with Ross second. They've been waiting for breakout. He he has the most. He has the most experience. Uh, Terry McLaurin probably be my third because there's really nobody else there, but uh, It's It's not a good quarterback situation as in Baltimore, but there's really nobody else there. He could get a lot of targets. D. T. K. Metcalf could be the most consistent, but he might be the biggest injury risk. You know, he did get hurt back in college, but he has the best quarterback situation, obviously.
1: And A.J. Brown, it
0: really depends on Marcus Mariota. I can't trust him. You know, running back-wise is, not a whole lot to pick from. You know, you could go with Ronald Jones if he's out there. I do like Raheem start of the 49ers, though. Very speedy back who can pretty much score from anywhere on the field. But, again, like you say, Jerry, unless you really need these guys, I can't see spending a ton of, them on, of money on them in fab. I wouldn't go above, you know, 35% of my budget on any of them.
1: I, I can't see doing 35% of my budget in week one for anybody unless I'm in extreme dire need. You know, and Marquise Brown, the interesting thing is on ESPN, he's still available in like 40% of the leagues, which I think will be done by the end of this uh, this um, waiver wire run. But it, take a look, because if you need a wide receiver, I mean, that's definitely
0: where I'd look this week. Yeah, well, everybody that's what everybody does at seasonal. They chased last week.
1: Well, that's generally, uh, you know, week one, that's kind of all you got to go by with some of these guys.
0: All right, let's take a look at uh, running backs. Uh, I have some DraftKings prices, Jerry. I believe you. You have some Fanduel pricing as well. Uh, Saquon Barkley is the top guy on the ladder. Ninety-two hundred on DraftKings uh, as they play Buffalo. Buffalo was was uh, bad against the run last year, but uh, you know they, they they didn't look terrible last week, but they didn't look too good either. You know, against Le'Veon Bell, you know, Le'Veon Bell was able to get some decent production here. Uh, I can see this being another low-scoring game. The Giants don't look good, and maybe Sterling Shepard, uh, you know, he's in the concussion protocol. That, that that doesn't help the passing game either. But the Giants going to have to lead heavily on uh, Saquon Barkley, but it's against a defense that's pretty good at those Barkley's, Barkley's coming. When you watch Barkley run, he looks like the best running back in the NFL, but I think he's going to really work hard for his yardage this week. Uh, I don't know if I want to spend $9,200 on him in the GPP. I'm more inclined to use him in a cash game.
1: Yeah, you know, and if memory serves me correct watching that game, I believe the Giants fell behind early and they started throwing the ball more. So – And this is an interesting one because Jerry, we is had price a tech, right issue on the, FanDuel. tech issue
0: there. So if you could uh, repeat your answer, I appreciate it.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, last week, if I remember, the Giants started throwing the ball a little more because they fell behind early. So I think his touches are going to go up a little bit this week. Um, at 9,200 on FanDuel, that's pretty high salary for a running back. I mean, at least with the other guys. He's below the same thing on
0: FanDuel, he is on DraftKings. Is yeah. he?
1: I believe he might be, yeah, and it's you know that's even more expensive on DraftKings when you compare the pricing. So he will make a nice GPP play because I think other people are going to float down a few thousand.
0: Okay, Ezekiel uh, Elliott's somebody I'd much rather spend on at 8,700. I think he's going to get more into the flow of the offense in his second game back, uh, and playing against Washington, uh, I think I think Dallas is going to go back to what they do best. I don't expect as big a game from Dak Prescott. I expect this to be the bust-out game for Ezekiel Elliott for this season. I'd rather spend 8700 for Zeke than, uh, than 9200 for Barkley. Yeah,
1: and he should definitely play a, a lot more this week than he did last week. I think he'll be, have a little more upside than Barkley this week, and they have a little more to play for, and I think the Giants do in the
0: long run. Can't go wrong with Alvin Kamara at 8200 Uh you know, we saw him get a lot of receptions last week as well. Uh gonna get a ton of touches uh going again going against the Rams this weekend. Christian McCaffrey looked really good against them last week. Uh you know, is definitely worth the 8200 8, I would say between Kamara, Elliot and Barkley, Kamara's probably my favorite pick in that eight thousand range on DraftKings.
1: Yeah, and he's eighty seven hundred on FanDuel. You know, the only thing that kind of scares me is anytime New Orleans goes on the road, they kind of, sometimes they put up duds and I'd be afraid. I'm just worried they might put up a dud here or happen to fall behind early on the road. I don't know. I'd rather go with Elliott still at 8,500 on FanDuel over Kamara for 87. Yeah, but even
0: if they fall behind, Kamara still gets involved. They throw the ball out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, true. It's just, I've seen so many New Orleans games on the road that just, they come up duds. You know, Drew Brees scares me on the road.
0: All right. Dalvin Cook is, a, well, somebody tell DraftKings that Melvin Gordon shouldn't be 7,300 anymore, and I highly recommend not using him this week. <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
1: I, I know all about that because I have him on my fantasy roster.
0: Okay, you got him on your seasonal roster, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we got Dalvin Cook at 7,200 on, on DraftKings. Um uh, and, you know, he looked real good last week. Uh, but, you know, the Green Bay was tough against the run in the opener at Chicago. Uh, Cooks got upside, but in this matchup, I like him more in a GPP than I do in a cash game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Green Bay, though, I, I this is one of them situations I think you were bringing up about week one. I, I don't know how much stock I'd put into the week one stopping of the run. I'd be willing to throw Cook in. I wouldn't be afraid. I, I think he's going to have an equal game, if maybe not even a little better now that he's shown something.
0: David Johnson's uh, 7,100, but he goes against Baltimore this week. Uh, you know, Johnson caught a 50-plus caught yard patch for a touchdown, but this is going to be a much tougher matchup for Kyler Murray on the road at Baltimore, so I'm probably going to steer off David Johnson this week. Yeah, I have no interest in touching that
1: at all, especially after watching Baltimore come out last week. Yeah, and then uh, Todd
0: Gurley, just $7,000. I don't think he's worth it because, you know, the touches will be more limited. They might use Malcolm Brown near the goal line.
1: And, and you know, his, as everybody's well aware, his production has really slowed down as of late, and that's another one. I ended up getting him at a real good round in my draft, so I have him. And it's just one of them situations in my seasonal league. I'm even looking at him, and I'm questioning whether I want to start him.
0: James Connor, you think it might be a rebound spot for him? I think, but you know the Seattle front seven is is very good. You know they have three excellent linebackers. Uh, I'm probably going to avoid Connor this week at 6,800. Yeah,
1: hey, I'm going to avoid Pittsburgh in general. I I just I mean I know they faced the Patriots the other night, but they just they didn't look good to me whatsoever so they're, they're kind of the whole team for me is a complete fade this week
0: yeah i, I don't i think roethlisberger is going to bounce back and we'll talk about that tomorrow against the seattle secondary uh joe mixon somebody i'm fading to because of the ankle at 6500 and uh chris carson tougher matchup for him this week against the steelers i'll preferably fade carson too
1: yeah that's both of them are hands off for me as well scott i have to agree with you there
0: yeah. Leonard Fournette, uh, 6,300, uh, going against the Houston Texans. Uh, not a bad play for me uh, right now. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the saints look very vulnerable against the run, but I think they're a better defense. Uh, I actually like Sony Michelle a lot better at 6,200. Uh, Sony Michelle is 15 carries for 14 yards last week. Uh, that's not the real Sony Michelle. I think they get him bombed back early and often. This guy can play at an RB1 level when he's healthy. I always say it. And uh, the matchup against Miami is prime. Uh, Sony Michelle, one of my favorite running back picks for the week.
1: Yeah, I mean, last week, you can't go by the other night, too. They used him a lot towards the end of the game to run down the clock. But Miami is terrible against the run. I think he'd be a great play this week. And actually, I wouldn't be willing to use – I'd be willing to throw Fournette in a large field GPP.
0: Uh, Austin Eckler had a great opener, and he's just 6,100 on DraftKings, going against the Lions, uh, who certainly looked vulnerable to receiving backs uh, last week. Uh, I like Eckler, uh, but last year he was underwhelming at times as a starter. Uh, more of a cast game play than a GPP guy to me.
1: Yeah, I could definitely get down with some Eckler. I, I
0: like him on DraftKings, though, for 6,100.
1: I think that's a real nice bargain.
0: Uh, Mark Ingram's somebody I like a lot at 6,000 going against Arizona, which uh, last year wasn't good against the run. Uh, Looked better against the run defensively uh, in the the season opener, so I'll have to keep an eye on that. They kind of held Kerry Johnson down, but I like Ingram to get in the end zone at least once. He's He's a good cash game player this week. Uh, and yeah,
1: and, he, and you know what? He's he's constantly involved in the offense. He sees a lot of time on the field. And Arizona, like you said, is not very good at stopping the run.
0: Okay, uh, moving right along to Derrick Henry's kind of uh, kind of a beast or bust kind of play. Has uh, never really done it over an extended period. Uh, does have upside though. To me, I, I can't care to trust Derrick Henry in a cash game. Uh, the Indianapolis defense though, did not look good against the running, running game last week. So I'm okay with Derrick Henry in the tournament for 6,000. He did have a, a, a touchdown reception last week, but I think that's rare.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, he's got, he's not a very flashy name. And when you're trying to play in GPPs, one of the strategies is to try to kind of look where everybody else isn't. And he's just one of them lackluster kind of running backs compared to some of the other guys on the slate. So he'd be a really nice GPP play and I'm pretty sure he'll have some low ownership.
0: Yeah, uh, Marlon Mack, 174 yards last week. Yeah, this, this offense in uh, in Indianapolis isn't as bad as everybody thinks it is. You know, Jacoby Reset, uh has more weapons than he did two years ago. The offensive line is better. Uh, you know, but I think Tennessee is going to be very focused on stopping Marlon Mack, and uh, the the uh, the Titan, the Titans defense looked really good in this season opener.
1: Yeah, and and the it's the pricing too is what you really gotta take in consideration here. Like on FanDuel, he's seventy four hundred. You can go up hundred bucks and grab Ingram. So I can't imagine on what planet you wouldn't just do that. Find a way to spend the other hundred.
0: Yeah, Damian Williams is fifty eight hundred. Uh but looks like a timeshare for him. Still going against Oakland, uh should be able to run the ball effectively, but I just don't believe he'll get enough touches to where I want to use him. And it's you know, once again he's sixty
1: six hundred on FanDuel. Why not spend another two hundred and take a shot on Sony Michelle? I mean, uh, you, you gotta look when you're building your lineups at what you're getting, what you're spending, and what you can get for maybe just squeezing another hundred or two out of your money.
0: Carrier Johnson, uh he's just fifty seven hundred this week. Uh maybe he won't be widely owned either this week. Uh, so uh somebody had my eye on to just Performed better than he did in, uh, did in the opener.
1: And definitely one of them sneaky plays that could show some low ownership.
0: Yeah, Aaron Jones, uh, 5,400, wasn't good in the, the, the opener. And I don't like the matchup against Minnesota. Uh, Matt Breida starts against Cincinnati. I don't like him at 5,200. Raheem Mostert's going to be in the mix as well. And uh, split and carry against a Bengals defense that looked pretty, pretty good last week. Uh, James White against Miami uh, Antonio Brown You know expected to be in the mix This week but that'll get taken day by day But uh, going against the Dolphins James White if you want to save Some salary is, is good At 5100
1: Yeah I might be willing to take a shot there You know anytime you take Patriots running Backs you just it's basically like you got To flip a coin and decide who you're going to go with Because I, sometimes I wonder if Belichick Does the same thing
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think Michelle's the guy I want to go with this week. Duke Johnson, I got to see more out of him before I use him at five thousand. Same thing with David Montgomery at four thousand nine hundred. I feel like he's going to be in a committee. Josh Jacobs, after a great opener, is four thousand seven hundred on DraftKings. The price has not caught up yet. I think he's a top bargain this week going against the Chiefs. On DraftKings, I can see
1: some. He's going to be a cash cow this week on DraftKings. On FanDuel, though, they did adjust him a little bit. He's up to sixty-five hundred. I'd still be willing to take a shot there. That's a nice price for a running back, especially going up against that defense.
0: Yeah, Philip Lindsay's forty-six hundred. Going against the Bears, you got to stay away. You know, especially he's he's going to share carries there, so I'm not interested. Kenyon Drake forty-three hundred. Uh, maybe very low owned. And, uh, the Dolphins always get up to play the Patriots.
1: Yeah, that'll be it, an interesting you one.
0: Know, this is interesting to me because everybody on the planet is going to write the Dolphins off after a horrible opener. But sometimes when that happens, you see a team play very respectably the next game, especially against an opponent like that. The Dolphins always play the Patriots tough. You know, Kenyon Drake, you know, could be – could be a very nifty pick at forty-three hundred.
1: You know, I could see, I could see him racking up fantasy points. Maybe not necessarily through touchdowns, but just by getting little breakout five, ten-yard runs here and there for sure.
0: What do you think of Chris Thompson at thirty-nine hundred? Uh, you know, the uh, the Redskins probably going to play from behind a lot against Dallas.
1: Yeah, definitely. That that would definitely be an elite GPP play. I'm not sure I'd I'd really invest in that in cash games, but you know. Something like the Millionaire Maker—that'd be a great play.
0: Yeah, uh, Royce Freeman's only thirty-seven hundred, but I don't want to use him this week. Not going against against the Chicago Bears. I wouldn't touch the Bears—that's for sure. No, I mean anybody who plays against them, uh, you, you certainly don't want to use. Uh, and then uh, there's another very interesting pick for me. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned him last week. He played very well and showed a lot of upside. Uh, Devin Singletary, I'm going back to him as a top value at 4,200 against the Giants. Uh, Really showed a lot of upside. You know, there's the, you know, the the coaching staff is saying that Franco is still a starter. I don't believe it. And If he is the starter, that means he's just going to be on the the field for the first play of the game. Uh, So I'm, I want Singletary against the Giants. Heck, he plays in the same venue two weeks in a row. He doesn't even have to travel. Yeah, I can see. I can
1: get behind that play, and he's actually only fifty-seven hundred on FanDuel as well. So it'll allow, allow you some extra salary to make some big moves.
0: All right, Jerry. Anybody else that I uh, didn't mention <sighs> that maybe, I, maybe maybe you like? On the main you slate. know, I
1: think we pretty much covered everybody. Actually, uh, we got to Eckler. I mean, his price has gone up a little bit, but I plan on using him a lot this week. I liked Elliott, and you know, I like I said, I liked Barkley and GPPs. I think the price is going to lower his ownership, so that, that's kind of where I'm looking.
0: Yeah. So our favorite picks, though, combined: Ezekiel uh, Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Sony Michelle, Austin Eckler, uh, Mark Ingram, and then on the the bargain side, Jacobs and Singletary.
1: I can get behind that.
0: Yeah. Lots going on on game day too, uh, right here at wind daily sports. Uh, You'll be able to listen to the podcast with our DFS pros, Jason Mizrahi and Daniel Weir. Make sure you upgrade to premium gold. So you can chat with us all week in uh, the Slack channel, whether it's for DFS or even for waivers, et cetera, and check out all our projection models, et cetera. Thanks a lot for listening to the wind daily podcast. We'll be back tomorrow talking about quarterbacks.